TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, Ria! It's time to wake up. <laughs> it's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Lankford in with you. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That week five for the NFL was wild. Wild. You had the AM slate of games where the Packers and Bengals took it down to the wire and it felt like they missed... A thousand straight field goals, and somehow the Packers ended up getting the win. Really did think that was uh, uh, that was going to end up in a tie, but uh, that is going to be the end of our Packers and Bengals conversation. Although I do think uh, there is something interesting to take away from that uh, with the 49ers and their schedule coming up. But the Buccaneers put a hurting on the Dolphins, and even though it's a Brian Flores-led defense going up against Tom Brady, his former quarterback on the Patriots, Eh, there's no change there. The Patriots come back. They beat the Texans 25-22. to The Saints dominate Washington as Washington football team's defense continues to decline. Then the Vikings win 19-17. to Dan Campbell showing so much emotion at the podium. Uh, it's pretty tough to, to, to watch because it means so much to the guy. And then you had that London game early on. And then you move to, and I'm not even going to talk about the Falcons and the Jets. Whoo, poor London fans. But let's get to the afternoon slate because as the Browns and the Chargers were playing, I, I don't know if I'd call it the game of the year, but 89 total points were scored as the Chargers beat them 47-42. to Then you had the Bears and the Raiders. The Bears winning that game 20-9. to Nine points put up by the Raiders. Sheesh. Not good. And then you had Dallas beating the crap out of the New York Giants. And unfortunately, the New York Giants, bunch of injuries going on there. Hopefully, Daniel Jones is okay uh, as he was uh, has a concussion and he was hit early in that game. And it did not look good. And then Saquon Barkley as well with the ankle, the rolled ankle on the freak accident injury there. And then you had Kadarius Toney punching a Cowboys player in the face getting ejected from the game. But as all that was happening, as all that was happening, you had the 49ers and 
the Cardinals. And I think there is, there's plenty to get to with this game. And I understand that the quarterback is going to be the topic of conversation uh, for this uh, for for this day, for this week, really. It's going to be nonstop quarterback talk because, look, Trey Lance... I know his numbers were not that great. 15 for 29, 192 yards, no touchdowns. Had that interception at the beginning of the game, only for a 58.4 passer rating. But my goodness, 16 carries for 89 yards, running the football. I will say one thing. That man, even though he's the youngest quarterback to ever start in 49ers franchise history, that dude is not afraid of anything. And I want to know from you at 888-957-9570. That's the text line or the phone number if you want to weigh in. And I'm going to assume that a lot of you want to hear your voice here uh, on the air. But that game, I thought the fact that it was 17-10, to 10, the number one takeaway, even though we're, we're going to be talking about the quarterback all day, but it's how the defense was able to stop the Cardinals and keep the 49ers in this game. I know the Cardinals are 5 and 0 and you know their offense right now has looked like one of the more consistent yet they're still a wild card type of offense. You know what I mean? Like they they managed to just throw these plays with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins where Kyler Murray can just scatter around the backfield and then just toss it up and either Christian Kirk or DeAndre Hopkins or AJ Green are going to to get to the football, but that really didn't happen yesterday. At least in the first half. I know in the fourth quarter, DeAndre Hopkins started to take over. But listen to these points scored for the Cardinals here in the regular season. Week one, they go up against the Titans. They beat them 38-13. to Week two, they go up against the Cardinals. They Or excuse me, the Cardinals. They go up against the Vikings. They beat them 34-33. Week three, they beat the Jaguars 31-19. Week four, they go on to beat the Rams 37-20. And the 49ers defense was able to hold them to 17. And I thought that that was very impressive. The run defense. The run defense of this team, I thought it was suspect. I thought it was, you know, the beginning of the season with the Detroit Lions, with the way that they were able to just run up the middle with no problem, I thought that was a big takeaway from that game other than you know getting a win over the Lions and them coming back in the fourth quarter but it was how they were able to run the football against this team and when the Cardinals are playing them I thought okay Chase Edmonds I know DeAndre Hopkins is going to be the guy in Kyler Murray but Chase Edmonds is also going to be the X factor because if they give him any room to run if they let him get runs for first downs, if they let him get going, that way you give Kyler Murray the open space to to really do whatever he wants. I thought they were fantastic yesterday. Their leading rusher ended up being Rondale Moore for 38 yards, and he had the three carries, and James Conner led them in carries, but he only had 10 for 29 yards. And, he, of course, he had that touchdown early in the game. But overall, I thought the 49ers' defense was very impressive yesterday. Very impressive. Now, I will say that the secondary, there is something up there. There is something up with what's going on with that cornerback spot. Now, they do miss Kwan Williams, but Josh Norman yesterday, 
uh, did not look good. I understand there was that call, that non-call with DeAndre Hopkins going down the sideline where it could have looked like, you know, it could have been an offensive pass interference, and really they missed out on it. But overall, he saw seven targets, and he allowed the four receptions for 46 yards in the touchdown. So, Josh Norman not looking too good, and I don't know what's going on with Diamador Lenore. I do think it's something to monitor going forward, but it's pretty clear that, look, that defensive line and that linebacking core, I think Aziz Alshair has been fantastic, by the way, along with Fred Warner and Jimmy Ward and Jaquaski Tart. I thought they looked good, and I think if you're going to have a lot of, t- if you're going to have any takeaway besides what's going on at the quarterback position, I think it's that the defense held their own against one of the most unpredictable offenses in football. I, I, I really think that should be a, a, a takeaway that you'd have from that game. But let's get to the offense because I thought there was plenty to talk about within the game because. Well, first off, you know what? Let, let's let's just get to it here. The refs wondering what was going on. I, I really was because that play in the end zone. I was so confused when they had the holding call on Eric Armstead, and I thought it was a safety because the holding call would mean that it's in the end zone. That means it's a safety. But instead, the referee ruled that the offensive lineman started the act of holding on Eric Armstead while he was in the field of play. So you didn't have that. Then there are a couple of moments in that game, other moments where you're just wondering, okay, why are the refs making these calls? And, and and I didn't think they helped the helped the 49ers at all yesterday. At the same time, penalties. Penalties were huge in this game. I didn't think that Trey Lance with given the circumstances that he had with the penalties from this team, overall they had seven penalties and, and gave up sixty yards, but I thought Trey Lance was playing. It felt like he was playing from first and long or second and long damn near the entire game. I didn't think that that helped at all. And I also think that Brandon Ayuk, with the wide receiver core, Brandon Ayuk proved in this game that he deserves to get more touches. I know he only had the two receptions for the 32 yards, and he was targeted four times, but that catch he made outside the numbers, we're going to be talking about the throw. We're going to be talking about the throw all day because Trey Lance just threw a rifle at him, but you also got to give him credit for the catch. And then also... Getting the yards after the catch, which ended up leading to a score, that was huge for the team. That was huge. So I do think there were some takeaways. And also, Elijah Mitchell at running back. I know they've been hurt. I know they're depleted. But as long as Elijah Mitchell's in the game, you need to start him at running back and give him the bulk of the carries, at least as a running back. I mean, Trey Lance led the team in carries with 16 for 89 yards, but Elijah Mitchell, I thought, uh, was running hard. I actually thought he played really well, and the fact that Trey Lance is a running type of quarterback looked no further than the, what was it? Was it, a, it was the second drive of the game, not the first drive of the game, but the second drive of the game where they run a uh, run a, a run option play for Trey Lance and then they give it to Elijah Mitchell and he goes to the outside bounces to the outside excuse me that was actually the third possession my bad that was the third possession but it was the beginning of it where they're at their own six Trey Lance goes to and scrambles for 11 yards 
and then at the 17, you give it to Elijah Mitchell, and that completely fools the defense because you're already keeping them on their toes with Trey Lance, and Elijah Mitchell has the speed that I think you need in a Kyle Shanahan offense that's given him the right to earn that starting running back job for right now. You know, I don't know what's going on with Jamichael Hasty. I don't know what's going on with that, but clearly there's been a change there uh, with Trey Sermon at running back because he only had the one carry for seven yards yesterday. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero, of course, is the text line and the phone number from the four oh eight. Trey Lance has no pocket presence. He looked lost out there. Hopefully he turns it around like Clay Thompson did. What who? Want to play Thompson was a rookie. He looked what? He looked the same. Shout out to you, 408. Not really sure uh, what you're meant to, what your wording was meant there, but look, I thought Trey Lance yesterday. There were some bad. There were some bad things that happened. There was some bad, but there was also some good that I think you can take away from it. I think that the upside you have from Trey, you have for Trey Lance, the potential you have for Trey Lance, it's there. I mean, this is the dude's first game. Now, granted. He opened it up with that interception by Buda Baker where he just completely overthrew Travis Benjamin, but that's also a situation where once he watches the film, he's going to learn, like, look, if you have the chance to run, I know that it's going to be a pass play, but if you have the chance to run, you take it, which is what he should have done on that play, or at least maybe checked it down where there wasn't five receivers or uh, wasn't five defenders surrounding the receiver. Completely overthrows Travis Benjamin, but look, that was the only interceptable ball that Trey Lance had thrown. Other than that, there weren't many other passes like that that could have been caught by the defense. You see a lot of that with Jimmy Garoppolo. You do see maybe three or four of those a game. But with Trey Lance, that was the only one that could have been an interceptable pass, and that's from a Pro Football Focus. But let's get into everything else surrounding Trey Lance, shall we? At triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero at the text line or the phone number, because there's one specific play that I want to point out. And Mark Sanchez, I thought, had a very interesting explanation that I do want to get to next, and we'll get to everything else. And Kyle Shanahan, what he had to say about the starting quarterback position, and everything in between. We'll get to all of it. Stephen Lankford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Triple A nine five seven nine five seven zero. I want to know from you, what did you make of Trey Lance's debut? We can have that discussion about whether he should start, because they do have the bye week. And maybe this is needed for the 49ers considering the injuries and, you know, the news over the weekend that George Kittle went on the IR with the calf injury, which is just a mystery in of itself. But what did you think overall of his debut before we get to the larger, broader conversation of whether he should start over Jimmy Garoppolo? What did you think? Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero at the text line or the phone number. But there was some good. There was some bad. I mean, let's let's face it. That first that first interception that he made was not good. This Benjamin just elevated to the bottom of your screen. Ocean from Debo Samuel. The play fake by Lance. With time on the run. Feels high. Now, of course, credit to Fox for that audio as uh, Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez were on the call. But that interception turned out to be the only interceptable ball ball that he threw the entire game. That's according to Pro Football Focus. Um, And, you know, he was doing what Trey Lance has been doing really ever since he's played quarterback for the 49ers, which is maybe got a little overzealous. Right? Travis Benjamin, looking back on it at first, I just didn't even think he was open. But then you look back, yeah, he had some separation from the defender. And if Trey Lance would have, you know, thrown a lower ball, then maybe he would have caught it. But he was surrounded by five defenders, and Lance had an opportunity to actually run that ball. And, you know, I mean, the dude had 16 carries in this entire game. And I thought that um, after that, I thought there was a lot to like. I thought there was a lot to like. I thought he showed a lot of toughness in this one. I thought that every single run that he had, he was running hard. Kyle Brandt on the NFL Network, he does, on Good Morning Football, he does his angry run segment where he chooses a specific run play from you know a few games here and there from each week and does a whole thing about it. It's actually a really great segment. But it proves that running backs can still run angry even in this day and age. And I thought Trey Lance yesterday was running angry. Now, he had the 16 carries for the 89 yards. And I thought there were a lot of throws that he made. I know he only completed 15 out of the 29. But the situations that he was put in, I thought he was just starting one step back pretty much every single drive. It just felt like every drive, it's a holding on McGlinchey or, you know, two penalties in one. And, uh, you know, you didn't see much of the deep shots. I thought we'd actually see a little more of that uh, with Trey Lance. I'm not sure. Did Now, I got to I got to double check this, but was Trent Sherfield was he out in this game or was he actually suited? Was he actually active? Because I was surprised they didn't use much of Trent Sherfield in this game. But overall, I thought he was OK. 
But I liked a lot more from what I saw from him as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo through this season. And I think that the upside you have with Lance compared to Garoppolo through the rest of the year is much higher. I think the ceiling is much higher there for Trey Lance. And I want to go to one specific play that happened at the end of the first quarter. So you lead off with that interception and then you actually have that uh, you have that turnover on downs where on fourth and two when you're at Arizona's 34 where Kyle Shanahan uh, he was being aggressive. Normally, he would he would call a field goal in that situation. And I understand they just signed a new kicker in Joey Sly, but he goes for it on fourth and two. Trey Lance ends up getting stuffed. Then the defense gives him another chance, and they get to punt. But there's one play specifically on the drive after that I do want to pay attention to, and it's at the end of the first half, right before they went to commercial, and it was this pass to Debo Samuel. Thrilled to get Mitchell back this week, especially with all of the injury woes San Francisco has had. Lance steps up and throws on the run. Debo Samuel wide open, up and out of bounds, inside the Arizona 40-yard line. So it may not seem like much, but it was a classic Kyle Shanahan play-action pass where guys are running open downfield, and he had multiple options. He had multiple options to go to. He could have gone to Debo Samuel. He could have checked it down to Elijah Mitchell. Uh, He could have gone to the other side where I believe Kyle Juszczyk was running open. But it was the end of the first quarter, and it goes for a first down. Then they have the chance to go to commercial. And when they go to commercial, that means the analysts have the time to look at the last play and really dissect it so they can give you some good analysis and do their job on the other side. And here's what Mark Sanchez had to say about that specific play on the broadcast. I found this very interesting. And here's the difference in quarterback play from Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance. This is, this is the difference in what you get in some of these deep play action shots. Well, we pause it right here. Ten times out of ten, Jimmy Garoppolo's cutting bait and dumping this ball off to a halfback. But with Trey Lance, he looks like he's going to run. So what happens? He triggers Jordan Hicks and opens up this lane for Debo Samuel to exploit that part of the field, this bottom third of the field. Now listen, it's a different style, but if Trey Lance can be sharp with those completions and not put the ball and force it into harm's way, they can be awfully deadly plays for this offense. They just give you more options. He just gives you more options. Jimmy's not making that throw. Jimmy's not making that throw. You know why? Because it's outside the numbers and it's farther than 15 yards. (laughs) Like, I heard that yesterday. I'm like, you know, there's something to that. There is something to that. Now, I will say this, that if you do start Garoppolo after the bye week, um, which is... A very real possibility here because of what Kyle Shanahan had to say. We will get to that in just a second. Uh, But I do think that this type of play could light a fire under Jimmy. Could light a fire under Jimmy. But sticking with Trey Lance for just a second and, and just sticking on that drive specifically because that was one where they made it downfield, they get to the end of the quarter, and Trey Lance is driving like this dude is just running 
passing, doing it all. There's RPOs, there's certain run plays that are called for them, and you know, I thought the offensive line, at least toward the end of this first quarter and going into the second quarter, they were holding up pretty well, and they were moving the ball efficiently downfield. Elijah Mitchell, he was looking strong. It looked like the run game was back, but then there's the play that happens when he gets stuffed on fourth uh, on fourth down at the one yard line. Man, that play there, if you aren't excited at least about Trey Lance's toughness, then I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. And from the 415 here, we all know he can run, but I can't stop thinking of how many more passes would be completed by Jimmy. Well, here's one thing I was convinced of 415, and we may disagree on this, and that's totally fine. But one thing that I'm sure of is that with those penalties... With any of those penalties that were had, whether it's those holding calls or whatever it was, and the 49ers were trying to drive downfield, for example, let's just look at the second half when the four, when the Cardinals are up 10 nothing, and each team had punted. I mean, they ran 10 plays for 18 yards. That just goes to show how bad all those penalties were. You had a penalty on Trent Williams. You had a penalty on Mike McGlinchey. It just didn't work. It wasn't in the cards in order for that drive to happen. But then the next drive after that, after the Cardinals go three and out, this was the touchdown drive. You start out with the penalty. Then you start at first and 15. Then you go to second and 15 where Trent Williams is called for another hold. So then you're at second and 25. Then you have that pass to Ayuk where I thought Ayuk showed, hey, look, I know Debo's the yards after the catch. I know he's the yak guy, but I'm still here. But then after that, it's first and 10 on Arizona's 33 because you had that Chandra Jones unnecessary roughness call. Then they go on the opposite side of that. Trey Lance runs up the middle for seven yards, gives it to Elijah Mitchell for 12 yards, and then they get the first and 10 call. Trey Lance goes for a yard, and then they have the second and nine where Debo Samuel scores the touchdown. Debo Samuel in the backfield. He gets it on the toss. Blockers in front. Samuel cuts it back. Inside the five. Breaks the tackle. And a 49er touchdown. 13-yard run for Debo Samuel. And the 49ers are finally able to cash in. But then, on the following drive, so they're able to score the touchdown there. Then on the following drive, there's yet another holding penalty, which sets them back after he scrambles and completes a third down. So they're at first and 10 on their own, 43. But then there's another holding call, and yet they're able to overcome it and possibly get the fourth down there where they had Kyle Juszczyk and really that play just went wrong. That fourth and one call where Kyle Juszczyk ended up going under center and they tried running with him. We've seen that play before and we've seen that play executed before, uh, but it just didn't work. But you're not going to be in that situation where you're on Arizona's 48, in my opinion, when you have Jimmy Garoppolo there. I'd have to go back and really try and watch the All-22 and dissect the film, but it's just... It's just the upside. It's the upside there. Jimmy, to me, I just don't know what he brings you. I don't know what he's proven these first few weeks that are going to show that, look, he's going to win you football games. I, I just I, I just don't 
I'm just so tired of Jimmy Garoppolo rolling out there and it's a check down here and a check down there and you have to rely on Debo Samuel because eventually, as opposed to what happened in this game, I understand that Debo Samuel didn't go off like he normally does. He had the three receptions for the 58 yards and he had the nine targets and some of that is Trey Lance, obviously. But, man, Trey Lance at least gives you room for Debo Samuel toward the end of the season where he's not going to be completely tired out because Debo Samuel, even though he's you know leading the league in yards or was prior to this week, there's going to be a point at the end of the year if you stick with Jimmy where Debo is just going to be tired out. You know, there's only so much you can do. And by the way, we are seeing this Trey Lance kid without George Kittle, without your best receiver on the field in George Kittle. Now, Debo has been the best receiver, but George Kittle is your most talented player there, and you were without him on the field. And you also saw how it opened up the, opened up the run game for Elijah Mitchell as well. I just think there's so much upside with this kid. But Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, let's hear what he has to say on the other side because he did have some interesting thoughts regarding Trey Lance and what's going on there. And 888-957-9570 at the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in on anything today. But we are talking 49ers right now, and we will talk some Giants-Dodgers on the other side. Stephen Langford in with you, 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. This song just makes you feel good on a Monday morning. I know. If you're a 49ers or a Raiders fan, you're probably not feeling too good after yesterday. And if you're a Giants fan, I don't know how you're feeling about the Giants-Dodgers being uh, tied there at 1-1. We will get to some Giants and Dodgers talk. But just text it in now, 888-957-9570. I promise you this isn't going to be the conversation for the entire week. But do you think Trey Lance should start Moving forward, 888-957-9570. I'm going to give you three options here. I'm going to give you three options. One, yes, he should start. Start him right now. Don't want to see Jimmy again. The second option, nah, I need to see one more week before I come to any conclusion. The third option, no, you need to start Jimmy. Trey Lance is not ready for the NFL. Which one are you at? 888-957-9570. I'm ready now. Start him. I need another week. I'm ready to see Jimmy again. Which one are you at? 888-957-9570. Because I thought also yesterday within this game, I haven't given the Cardinals enough credit for how they performed. Not necessarily in the the middle of the game, but in that final drive. Because the Cardinals, that first drive is... It was pretty clinical. You know, they they just drove down the field. I mean, it was a gain of 7, 2 yards, 4 yards, 8 yards, 5 yards, 13 yards. Then they had that big run with Rondale Moore. And Rondale Moore, by the way, uh, the second-round rookie, uh, the second-round pick, the rookie, 
looked really good yesterday. I think Rondale Moore um, is going to just continue to get better. That guy, that guy's good. But other than that, it felt like the Niners were keeping him in check. How often do you see a 14-play, 96-yard drive that just ends in a field goal, which gives the Cardinals a 10-0 lead? At that point, I really thought the 49ers were in it. I really did, because the defense is clearly keeping them in it, and I know they went three and out the next drive, the 49ers, that is, but then you had the Cardinals miss the field goal, and then you lead off the second half with a three and out. I thought the 49ers were at least making this interesting, and the defense was trying to, but then in the second half, the penalties got to them, too many holding calls, and it just led to the 49ers starting five steps back, really, at the beginning of every drive. But then I got to give the, the Cardinals some credit at the end of the game, because Kyler Murray, <laughs> he was making some pretty unbelievable throws. Uh, I, I know they really held him in check for the most part because Kyler Murray looked like an MVP candidate before going into this game. But they didn't let him run at all. They, they they didn't have any design runs for him. They were mostly having him just drop back in the pocket and let him. And normally they do that and just let him scramble. But the 49ers, I thought, were doing a fantastic job of not letting him scramble. But then it was how they just used Hopkins at the end of the game really is what sealed the deal there. But overall, they were in it. They were in it. And I don't necessarily buy the notion that, well, if Jimmy were playing, they wouldn't have been in this game because it's the defense that was keeping them in this one. But who knows? Who knows if we even would have been 17-10 to 10 at that point, especially with how many holding calls there were. Because if anything that we've seen, we know that Jimmy just likes to check down in those situations. Doesn't necessarily go for it. Trey Lance has that threat to run. So where are you at? 888-957-9570 at the text line or the phone number. Start Lance. I need to see one more week before I make a decision. Or start Garoppolo right away. Because here's what Shanahan had to say after the game regarding the quarterback status and whether Garoppolo's still the number one. No, nothing's changed. That was just one game. It was a tough loss right there. And I'm going to talk to our whole team tomorrow and think of how we can get our whole team better coming back from the bye. <laughs> so, so, so that's as much as you're going to be getting from him. No, nothing's changed. That was just one game. It was a tough loss right there. And I'm going to talk to our whole team tomorrow and think of how we can get our whole team better coming back from the bye. Because here's where I'm at with the 49ers this season. <sighs> You're anyone who has been texting in or calling in during these shows, and Bonta and Joe are going to be taking calls all morning here. But anyone who has texted in and called in, anytime we've said start Trey Lance, everyone counts it as punting on the season. You're done on the season. Well, these next two games are going to be critical here. These next two games, you're, these are some of your easier matchups here because your next game after the bye is going to be. At the Colts, and that's going to be on Sunday Night Football, or that's going to be at home against the Colts, excuse me. Then you're on a short week, then you travel to Chicago to face the Bears at Soldier Field, where you could be seeing Justin Fields, and really the the, the Bears, their defense look good, but their offense, even with Justin Fields out there, doesn't look that great. So you got those two games, but then after that, you got the Cardinals and then the Rams. Two huge games. So in those situations, I think that Trey Lance absolutely has the chance here to 
impress against this Colts defense. Now, we get to see how they react to a mobile quarterback tonight. Very fascinated to see that because they're going up against the Ravens on Monday Night Football, and I'm really I'm really curious to see how the Colts handle a running quarterback because I saw a lot of similarities between Trey Lance and just the amount of run plays that they run for Lamar Jackson, the volume of run plays there for Lamar Jackson. I don't see many similarities in throwing the ball. Trey Lance has a much stronger arm than Lamar, but it was just the volume of carries, which I saw a lot of similarities with. Everyone is saying Josh Allen, right? Where is it? Where is it here? Uh, Where was the one? I'm looking for that damn text. There's so many of you coming. Thank you for texting in. Damn. It's really early here. Well, we're getting a lot of texts at 888-957-9570. This is from the 408. I couldn't help but see the similarities between Lance and Josh Allen. That's exciting. Look, Josh Allen is... <laughs> that's a that's a high bar to set, right? But they don't run nearly as many quarterback design runs as the 49ers did yesterday. I see a lot of the same volume, so I'm very curious to see how they perform against the Colts. Then you're going up against the Bears, who have a very formidable front seven with Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith leading the charge. So I need to see these next uh, this next game with the Colts, and that way we can properly evaluate Trey Lance if he does play after to see how good that defense is against the run. Because if, it, look, if this Colts defense stops the Ravens ultimately and stops Lamar Jackson from running the football, maybe I might, I might consider starting Garoppolo again. But where I'm at, I think there's, I, I think that there's a lot that you can look forward to as far as the potential for Lance and this is just the this is just a part of the season where you got to give him the chance to develop, to develop give him that confidence because I'm just at the point now where I don't think I understand Garoppolo gives you the best chance to win I understand that but then when I'm watching it on the field it, it, the, the notion that he's just a veteran quarterback and he's smart and he understands the offense blah 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 compared to this younger player who, you know, has some issues, sir. Yeah, he he needs to stop getting the balls batted down at the line more. He needs to work on that. And we're seeing two differences. I mean, that throw that Kyler Murray had from the goal line, maybe it shouldn't have even uh they shouldn't have been in that situation. Maybe it should have been the safety that was called because Eric Armstead was was held, but they didn't call it, and then he makes that throw down the sideline where he <laughs> the angle they had was perfect. They put it right in the end zone, the camera, right behind Kyler Murray, and he just floats it over the arms of Javon Kinlaw and the other defensive tackle who was out there, who I can't remember. I don't remember if it was DJ Jones or whoever. I know Kinlaw was there, but then he floats it to DeAndre Hopkins. Need to see some more of that from Trey Lance, some more of that consistency. But just starting Garoppolo, I don't know if it gives you the best chance to win because of what I've seen on the field from this year. So 888 that's what I want to know from you at the text line or the phone number. Three options. You start Lance, you need another week to see what, uh, to, to see what he can do, or no, you need to sit Trey Lance. I've seen enough. Jimmy needs to, uh, Jimmy needs to play. Let's go to the lines here at 888-957-9570. What is your name? Where are you calling from? You know how I take callers on air. I do not have a producer screening these calls, so I screen them live. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Dre from Lamore. Dre from Lamore. What's going on, Dre? How you doing, man? I'll be doing a lot better if the Giants win tonight, my man. Yeah, yeah. 
We'll get to that in a second, Dre. What's going on? Uh, to tell the truth, I was working yesterday, so only got to see uh, the third quarter and a little bit of the fourth quarter. But from what I've seen from Lance, look promising. He's only going to develop more. It's not putting the season away. He's got more upside to Jenny. He will put things together. I don't see the sense of starting Jimmy. And I, like you said, it's not putting the season away. He will progressively get better. He's the future. Go with the future now, my man. Go Niners. Appreciate you, Dre. And, and it's not only that, but they're 2-3 and three right now. They're 2-3 and three on the year. I'm not looking at this team and thinking that they're going to be a contender for the NFC West. That game against the Seahawks last week was crucial. You needed that win against the Seahawks. Now, I understand that Garoppolo got hurt. And, you know, having him come in in the second half of the season wasn't exactly as planned. It's <laughs> He wasn't prepared at all. But you needed that win against the Seahawks. That was a crucial one in order to, to see what you can do against the NFC West because the Cardinals right now... The fact is, the Cardinals are just the better team. So the only hope that you'd have is possibly make it in the NFC within the wild card. And if you start Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't even see that happening. I just don't. Like That's where I'm at. I understand if you're a fan, you don't want to give up on the season, and you don't want to admit that eh, maybe this team isn't looking like a playoff team right now. But in my opinion, with Lance under center, and they didn't run many plays with him under center, by the way, but with Lance under center as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo, I think that gives you just as good of a chance to get into the postseason. Like, that's where I'm at after seeing that start yesterday compared to what I've seen with Garoppolo before. And speaking of those batted passes, here's what Kyle Shanahan had to say regarding the number of batted passes at the line from Trey Lance. We'll watch on the tape, but, I mean, they had some guys inside who did a good job getting their hands up. It was tough. I mean, they they got a number of batted passes, especially in some key situations, which made it tough. From the 209... Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, stop being homers. Trey is nowhere near that. Let's be real. He looked horrible, can't slide, wobbled throws. Can you can we stop with these just absolutes? I'm not saying he's Josh Allen. I'm not saying he's Lamar Jackson. But in terms of the volume of carries that he was getting, in terms of the run plays, the design quarterback run plays, the volume, seeing similarities there. That's all I'm saying. And I think tonight, what you're going to see up against this Colts defense, you'll see how they look against a mobile quarterback, and you'll be able to evaluate how Trey Lance plays depending on how the Colts play tonight. Very curious to see what happens there. And if they absolutely stop Lamar Jackson, knowing how Kyle Shanahan is, we always want to give us the best chance to win. We always want to go with the quarterback that gives us his best chance to win. I'm going to make that decision next week. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, if the Colts' defense ends up stopping Lamar Jackson, then I guarantee you Kyle Shanahan is going to be just as stubborn as he is right now where he's saying this regarding the quarterback position. No, nothing's changed. It was just one game. It was a tough loss right there. And I'm going to talk to our whole team tomorrow and think of how we can get our whole team better coming back from the bye. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And, and the way that Garoppolo was working yesterday, it looks like he's on track to at least come back after the bye week. But let's continue to go out to the lines here at 888 Got three options. You start Lance. I'm, I'm done with Jimmy. Second option is 
I need to see one more week before I can actually give you an answer. Or number three, no, I've seen enough from Lance. Start Jimmy Garoppolo after the bye. Let's go out to the callers. Let's go out to the line one here. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello? Going once, going twice. I got you on the air. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. Let's go to the next line at 888-957-9570. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Brandon, calling from Fairfield. What's going on, man? Hey, man, you know, I'm going to say it like this, man. We, we, let's run with Trey, man. We ain't seen enough of Jimmy. And, and mm. even, I'm going to tell you, like, if you know who else we've seen enough of, and I'm getting sick of this dude hurt every year, Yeah, George Kittle. George Kittle. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know if he's not playing because his buddy's not playing. Uh, he doesn't want to be a part of what Jimmy's, I mean, what Trey's doing. But I'm sick of George Kittle, too, man, not being able to stay on the field and Lastly, this attitude Shanahan walking around like he's smarter than everybody else and he just knows all this, Shanahan has not been getting it done either. I hear you. I hear you. But what do you think of Lance, though? What do you What do you think? Are you just at the point where you just want to see Jimmy start? No, I want to see Trey Lance the rest of the way out. And there's, there's some, you know, if guys are catching balls and he's throwing to them, we're not having all these bonehead penalties, man. We win that game. Trey was... Trey was a good that for the first start yesterday. That was not bad. I appreciate the phone call. You gotta look at the rest of the game too. I agree. You gotta look at the rest of the team. I mean, take away some of those penalties in the second half when the Cardinals are going three and out and the defense is giving you a chance to win. Take away some of those penalties. You're in better yardage situations. I think there was a lot to like with Lance. I understand there's a there's a there's a lot to not like too. I mean there were some situations there where, you know, maybe Lance could have been better on some throws. I mean, that interception at first was not great, but I will say this as well. You know, Pro Football Focus does all these analytical numbers, right? And they always talk about pressures. Pressures is a big one. And the offensive line compared to the pressures that they were talking about was pretty good. I mean, the only one who was, who was pretty weak other than that was Mike McGlinchey, but Lakin Tomlinson and Trent Williams were all fantastic. But they only counted 34 of those snaps as passing snaps. But I also find that Trey Lance, he might ease up some of those numbers, some of those statistics. They might be skewed just because you have Trey Lance in there. If Jimmy Garoppolo were, were in that game yesterday... I don't know if we're seeing the same outcome. I don't know if we're seeing the same outcome. And the most important one that I haven't even mentioned yet, didn't even fumble the football. Because knowing how J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones are just relentless from the line, I thought there were a couple of situations there where if J.J. Watt would have gotten past him, because you saw Trey Lance, he just completely outran J.J. Watt on some of those plays. And that Zach Allen guy... Zach Allen with the with the dance afterwards. <laughs> I mean, what was that? Is there a specific name for that? <laughs> Is there a specific name for that dance? Because I want to know. I don't want to do it, but I want to know the name for that dance, and you know, maybe maybe put it in my repertoire. You know, it's a good dance at weddings. <laughs> It'd be so stupid. All right, let's go to the next caller here at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Damien in Richmond. All right, man. What's going on? So I think we got to rock with uh, Lance. I mean, to be honest, his legion, uh, season's kind of already a waste. We got so many injuries, our, our secondary, our backfield. Um, 
But let's not make it a waste. Let's develop Trey. We could even develop our young running backs. And look at Fields' this first game. It was horrible. What they get, like one or two yards, and then he bounced back with a win. And once I seen he was starting against uh, Arizona, I knew it was going to be trouble. Their line is the real deal. And a uh, rookie against a line like that, they're just going to they're gonna rush him like they did. They, they gave him help. And he did pretty good. And uh, that pass he did to Ayuk on the sideline, that, that, was, that, was a, that was an NFL quarterback right there. I mean, that little glimpse right there, like I, I got promise out of him. And that third down drop by Sanu, I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta keep the, uh, you gotta, you gotta help out the rookie. You know what I mean? He can't do it all, but he looked good, and let's just develop him. And if we we don't make it to playoffs or have the best season, at least we develop them, and next year uh, it should be better. Uh, all right, I appreciate the phone call and that throw. That throw was very impressive. And Kyle Shanahan, I, I don't know what the hell happened with Brandon Ayuk. I don't know what happened at the beginning of the season, and that still remains kind of a mystery among the fans, and not only among fans, I'm just like you, man. I'm a radio host here at 5 a.m., but I'm consuming it the same as you, and I don't know what the hell happened, but Brandon Ayuk yesterday, I thought, showed that he should deserve um, more touches, at least more targets, as opposed to just four. I mean, how sad was that? He has, what, the same amount of catch? They had the same amount of penalties as he has catches on the season. Like I, that, that's so sad. And Ayuk, I thought, showed a lot of promise yesterday, but that throw, that throw was right on the money. It was. And just the upside that you have with Lance, I just don't see the upside there with Jimmy. It feels like, Jimmy, we know what he can do. And that ceiling that he has, is it the ceiling? Is that going to get you to the postseason? Is that going to be the thing that gets you into a wild card spot within the NFC? Personally, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I want to know from you. 888 what did you make of Lance's debut? Do you want to see him start? Do you need to see him for one more week? Or do you think just, no, Garoppolo needs to start, Trey Lance is not ready? Let's go to the next caller here. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Jeff in San Jose. Jeff in San Jose. What's going on, Jeff? How's it going? I am a Patriots fan to tell you. Um, I think you guys are done with Jimmy G. I loved him in New England. I wanted him to start. But I think it's the year of the rookie quarterbacks and let Trey Lance go. He looked good. Um, like the caller said, Arizona's defense was the defense line's no joke. But he gives you better options. The guys this year, the quarterbacks are running the ball. The guy that talked about Josh Allen, these guys are running the ball. They're getting out there. They're getting mobile and making plays. You got to let Trey go. Time to let him fire. I think he should be going forward. All right. I appreciate you, Jeff. Thank you for calling in. Let's go to the next caller here at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Chris in San Jose. Chris in San Jose. What's going on, man? So, uh, I love the effort from that I saw from Trey Lance. Yeah. But there's no way he's NFL ready. He has holding on for the ball too long, a super long windup. He throws nothing but bullets. The bullets are wobblers. He's going to be an amazing quarterback someday. Oh, and the whole not, not sliding thing, we're going to have him for a year, maybe two, if he keeps on going head first into goal line situations with linebackers. So the dude needs to relax, and he's to ride the pine for a little bit while we ride it out with Jimmy. I see no value in putting him in so early when he needs to work on fundamentals and be the future. That's all I got. Thanks, Ben. All right. Appreciate you, Chris. And... I don't know. Is the way to work on fundamentals really just by having him sit on the bench? Now, when you look at the NFC, 
in the quarterbacks that are there because a majority of the rookie quarterbacks, whether it's actually it's is it is it all of them? Yeah, I mean, damn, it's all of them. But they're all within the AFC, right? You got Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, uh, you got Trevor Lawrence over um, over in Jacksonville. These guys, and then you also got Justin Fields. Justin Fields over in the NFC. So not all of them are in the AFC. But these guys in the NFC are already pretty well established. You know, you're going to have Dak with the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys right now are looking damn good. And, you know, if they if they manage to stay healthy and keep this up with the defense that they have along with that offense, they look like they can be a contender in the future. Uh, the rest of that NFC East, not really too sure. Taylor Heineke is actually looking really good for Washington right now. Jalen Hurts with Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts leading a comeback victory over the Panthers yesterday. Who even knew that the Eagles came back over the Panthers? But then you got Kyler and Matthew Stafford. I don't know if Russell Wilson's going to be a Seahawk after this season. Then you got Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if he'll be a Packer after this season. Jordan Love is possibly going to come in. Then you got Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff with the Vikings and the Lions. Then you got Tom Brady. Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston's looking okay with the Saints, and then you are probably going to have a new quarterback with the Falcons. So you might have some room just to try and sit Trey Lance and develop, but I'm just not in that camp where sitting helps. I think the best way to help develop is to give him the reps and give him the playing time. We haven't even mentioned it yet, and this hour has just flown. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 